Amen. I want to uh, turn just w- one verse of Scripture to start us off today. In 1 Peter uh, chapter 5, in verse 8, it says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. My title will make sense in a few minutes, but just for a brief few minutes today, I'm going to talk about the fatal funnel. The fatal funnel. Let's, let's pray to the Lord one more time before we're seated. God, I thank you for your presence that's in this house today. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to us. I believe already that you've healed in this house. I believe already, God, that you've worked miracles in this place. Things that our eyes physically can't even see, I believe you've already accomplished in this place today. Oh, but now I, I know, Lord, I know that you have given me this word for this people today. And I pray for a few minutes you'd open our ears and energize us to receive something from your word. And we love you. We praise you for it today. Clap your hands to the Lord. Somebody say amen. amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You can be seated today. And I want to... Y'all are, most of you in here, you know how usually when I preach, even if I say I'm going to be laid back, a lot of times it's a a very short fuse on this dynamite. I just get, and I just get just jacked on the Holy Ghost sometimes when I get up here and I just can't, I can't contain it. And, and, uh, but I... I don't want to just I don't want to just stir emotions with the sound of my voice today. I just I want you to hear the words today. I know and God always has a way. Uh, me pastor will tell you me and him don't uh line up what we're going to preach. <laughs> uh if if he's ever doing uh you know our first service and I'm doing the second we don't we don't say, hey, why don't you, you know, you preach this and that way it'll just go hand in hand. But I always pray for some kind of confirmation. And I, I know uh, today that the Lord wants us to hear this. Pastor, he, he just, uh, for a second I, was, I thought I was going to have to say, hey, hold up, in, in Sunday school today when he was touching on some of this. But if we could just listen and hear and just let me talk to you for just I mean, just maybe 10 minutes. Just let me talk to you and hear what the Holy Ghost would say to us to help us. Be sober and be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Now, you know, if you've heard me preach uh, before, that I don't believe in giving undue credit to the devil. I don't believe that everything that happens in life and every struggle that you have is an attack from the devil. I don't believe that we just automatically uh, blame the devil for everything. And I, I, I think that we, uh, we harm ourselves and our way of thinking when, when that's our go-to. I think it's important to understand 
where things come from. I think it's important to understand why I'm dealing with what I'm dealing with and when it's the devil and when it's not. But I, I do want to say that there, there is an enemy of your soul. There are forces that want you to be lost like there are forces that want you to be saved. There, there is a spirit world that is against you just like there is a spirit world that is for you. And I'm not talking about fairy tales and Harry Potter and make-believe stuff. I'm talking about there is a, a spirit world. And one side is pulling you this way and one side wants to pull you the other way. There is an enemy of your soul. And the enemy, ultimately, hell ultimately has no power over a child of God. Can I just remind you of that today, that, that you are not weaker than the devil. You are not weaker than any force that could come against you. You, you are above only as a child of God and not beneath, and the head and not the tail and more than a conqueror, and have power over every tool and device of the enemy. So the enemy ultimately has no power over a child of God. But He will use anything that He can against you. The Bible says that He is a liar. Your enemy is a liar. It says He is the father of lies. I like how Pastor put it one time. He said we need to start uh, uh, nurturing and raising uh, something that the, the devil fathered. Stop nurturing those lies that he speaks. Stop letting those lies grow in your mind and in your heart that the devil speaks. Because if he's talking, he's lying. And he might even remind you of some things that were true. But there's still a lie attached to it. Because he'll always say that's how it is. And that's how it all will always be. And he'll, he'll lie to you and use words. And the, the Bible says that he's a deceiver. That he's an accuser of the brethren. And he'll use anything, any situation, any opportunity. It could be life. It's just life that's happening to you. But if the enemy can whisper in your ear and say, this is happening to you because God doesn't love you. If the enemy can say, this is happening to you because you're not blessed like they're blessed. You're sick because you did something wrong. You haven't uh, got past this because God doesn't hear you. There's something wrong with your walk. You might as well throw in the towel. He'll try and make you feel disconnected. They don't love you. They don't want you. It's not real. You don't belong. It can, it, it can be something that you did. No blame to place on the devil. It was, it was my carnality. It was me being in the flesh, and I made a mistake, and I messed up. But if the enemy can say, it's because you're not good enough, it's because you're not powerful, it's because what you have isn't real, the enemy of your soul will use anything against you. And there are many tools and devices that the enemy will use. The, uh, it says that, uh, that uh, those fiery darts come at us. He'll use, uh, uh, he has an arsenal of things that he will use against a child of God if he can. 
And I've, I've noticed something, though, about this. And it's, it's funny because I've heard this talked about uh, recently, and it was, just, it was like it couldn't stop catching my uh, attention. This concept of the fatal funnel. Now, I have, I have been to uh, the fair before and thought that what I had was going to be a fatal funnel cake. What a way to go. <laughs> you got to be careful with those things. Just, just fried dough with powdered sugar on it. You can't, you can't get on that, that uh, the, like the hammer and the twister and all that stuff immediately after that. Because that's, that that's the fatal funnel cake. But I'm not talking about the fatal funnel cake. In layman's terms, it's uh, the, the fatal funnel it's a doorway or a threshold. And uh, doorways begin uh, to be called fatal funnels, uh, mostly by law enforcement. I'm sure you probably, some of our law enforcement here and, and maybe ex-military know what I'm talking about when I say the fatal funnel because it began to be used by law enforcement and military whose job it is to clear rooms and houses and, and even entire buildings. And... If you're clearing a room, now I don't know all the ins and outs of this, no pun intended. I don't know all the ins and outs of this, but uh, this concept is if you're clearing a room, for example, you've got to pass through the threshold at some point. And if you don't do this right, you're left exposed. That is passing through that threshold. They call it the fatal funnel because you have to put, you have to go in through this small opening. And that's where you're most exposed. And that's where an enemy can take the opportunity to use uh, your focus on transition against you. And so um, when you're passing through one room to the other, right there in that doorway is where there is the most chance of you being hit or fatally wounded. Because you have to pass through the door. And you have to do it the right way. And I have observed, and I have seen, and maybe you think I'm reaching uh, using this, this concept and applying it to spiritual terms, but I have, I have seen in all of the tools and devices and every opportunity that the enemy of our soul uses against us, it's in times of transition. In many times of transition in a Christian's life, sadly, can be called a fatal funnel. Because it's in that time of transition that the enemy will most take that opportunity to strike and to keep you from entering in and staying alive on the other side of that doorway. Is anybody following me today? And I feel in the Holy Ghost, I'm, I'm not going to take long, but I, I feel in the Holy Ghost to tell this church today that somebody, you feel like I've had a lot of change going on in my life. And even it's, it's even positive change. It's even good transition. 
But the enemy will take any transition, any time that you are focusing on passing through a threshold from one area to another area. The enemy will use the confusion and the quickness of transition and your focus on transition against you if he can. If you cannot enter in the right way and you let... Come on, somebody. You let those fiery darts come at you and hit you while you're in that funnel. There are people in this room today that God has been working in your life and taking you from one season to the next. And so maybe what I have today is a warning. Not because I think that that we have to be afraid of the enemy of our soul. But I want to warn somebody. I, I'm, just, I'm just trying to, to help you today and maybe lead and guide someone that's in that season of transition. God's been doing things in your life. And, and maybe you've closed some chapters and now a new chapter is opening in your life. Let me tell you and warn you people that the enemy will use this time of transition to try and get in your head and get you confused and get you turned around. And so that transition ends up not being a blessing, but a fatal funnel. Let me tell you, you've got to combat the enemy and the lies of the enemy and the darts of the enemy. Is anybody following me today? As a church... Not just as individuals, but as a church and as a body. God's, hey, we've been praying and fasting and watching God do things. And I believe that God is is taking us into one place to the next. Well, church, we've got to be careful in, in a time of transition that we don't let things start to get out of order. We've got to pay attention. And we've got to be sober and be vigilant because we're in that funnel where we're going from one place to the next. But we've got to make sure on the other side of it that we have kept our focus aligned. That we have kept our eyes on the, come on, we've, the enemy will use that opportunity. And it could be a fatal funnel. Well, how then? How do we combat this kind of attack? How do we combat this very specific attack? How do I stay focused when I'm in that period of transition? How do I stay focused? Because even when it's good change, church, even when it's good transition, even when I'm entering into a a new season and I'm excited, it still can be a lot going on. There can be a lot on your mind. There can be a lot of things changing in your life. And God means it for your good. We We quote that scripture. If God means it for our good, though, the enemy does mean it for evil. So how then do I combat this this kind of attack? And I I prayed and searched and Lord, give me some some deep revelation about how to uh, combat this. But the Lord just led me to Ephesians 6. And in verse 10, the writer says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Now that's easy to say. So, okay, duh, be strong in the Lord. What's, what's, that, what's that do for me? How do, I, how, do I, how do I do that? Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Now I'm about to take us back to Sunday school for a minute. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, 
but against principalities and against powers, against the rulers of darkness in this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Church, let me tell you so there's no confusion that sometimes I, I war against the flesh. The Bible says that. Sometimes I war against my flesh. The spiritual man is warring against the My flesh is saying, do this. And the spirit man is saying, no, do this. The Holy Ghost is saying, do this. But my flesh is saying, no, do this. Sometimes I'm warring against the flesh. But the Bible does say that sometimes we are wrestling not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and spiritual wickedness. There's a spiritual aspect to the things that we come up against. And to combat these things, wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. Can I take us back to Sunday school for a few minutes today? We've got to learn that we've got to put on the whole armor of God. Sometimes we don't like to put this piece on because uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't fit right or it's a little too heavy. But you've got to put on the whole armor of God. I don't want to leave any spot exposed when I'm passing through that threshold. When I'm in a season of transition and I have a target on my back, I don't want to leave anything out. So I'm going to put on the whole armor of God that I may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. Let's put it in Sunday school terms, the belt of truth. How many sat through Sunday school and, and had that little chart? It was a little cutout of, of the night with the armor and every piece was labeled. The belt of truth. If you do a little study, you'd see that when, that when they would fight, even Israel, when they would fight, it says, have your loins girt about with truth, or put on the belt of truth, that they, they would, they would uh, tie up the bottoms of their, uh, their robes and, and their long garments like that. They would, they would gird them about <laughs> so that they could fight uninhibited. They were able to fight uh, with, with swiftness. They were able to move around better. They were able to fight effectively. Let me tell you that you need the truth of the Word of God. You need to know what is the truth and what is a lie. Because when you're, when you're fumbling around in your mind, you can't fight the right way. You can't, you can't fight with the quickness. You can't fight with the precision that you would. But when you know the truth and you can say the devil is a liar, I know what the truth is so I can fight the right way. Come on, somebody. You need to put on the belt of truth. You need to put, have your loins girt about with truth so I can know. Now, nah, this is a lie, but I know the truth. The truth will set me free. And so I'm free from those lies that the enemy tells me. I'm free from the lies that I tell myself sometimes. So, come on, somebody. Put on the belt of truth. You've got to put that breastplate of righteousness on to protect your vital organs, protect your heart, protect your lungs, the things that matter. Put on that righteousness of God. Abstain from, from things that, that, are, that are evil, that are wicked. Abstain from sin and, and even the very appearance of evil, the Bible says. And put righteousness over your heart. Put righteousness over your lungs. Because that righteousness, it'll protect you. 
the world will say and the enemy will say, you don't need all that. It's a hindrance. It's, they'll say that breastplate is too heavy. It's too restrictive. But I'm telling you, it's protection and it's blessing. I'm telling you, holiness and righteousness and living according to God's word, it's protection from the wiles of the enemy. And so you cannot go into the fight without the breastplate of righteousness. Come on, somebody. I'm thankful for righteous living. I'm thankful for holy living that protects me in a world that's full of darkness and things that are coming against me. I need the breastplate of righteousness. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Let me tell you, we need to be peacemakers. But when I have my feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the good news, in other words, I can walk in peace. Even when I go into the fight, I walk in peace. It's funny, if you, if you study uh, the way that, that they would, in those times, they would actually put a kind of armor on their feet that had, uh, it, was, it was, I guess it was almost like spikes is the, is the best way to, to uh, describe it. But when they would battle uphill, and when they were battling on uneven uh, terrain, it would keep their feet planted and help them to keep moving forward and help them to keep pushing forward. And if they were in a battle where they were up against each other and it was just, just man on man and just uh, close quarters, they, it was able to dig in that dirt and push forward and keep going. Uh, let me tell you that when you have that peace and you walk in that peace, all these things work together. When you've got these things, you'll walk in peace and you'll walk with steadfastness, knowing uh, with peace of mind, knowing that uh, this armor is protecting me. Let me tell you that you've got to put on the peace of God and you can walk in the peace of God. You can walk knowing that even though there's a target on my back, I've got this armor on and I'm walking in peace because I know this good news. I know what's protecting me. I know the God that's with me. I know it's just, it's just simple, but we got to get back to the basics sometimes. And above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able Ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Let me tell you that you need the shield of faith. It said above all, taking the shield of faith. You need that faith. You cannot go into the battle without faith. And as we said many times, that faith, in his, faith is, is not always knowing how it's going to work, just knowing that it's going to work. It's not always knowing how God's going to get the victory in this, just knowing that he already has the victory. And so I've got to have the shield of faith when those darts are coming against. Let me tell you, church, when the enemy is slinging those lies at you, when the enemy's trying to get you turned around and messed up, you hold up that shield of faith and say, I trust God. I trust his word. I trust what he's done in my life. And I don't care what you sling at me. I've got the shield of faith, and I'm going to quench all the fiery darts that you throw at me. And take the helmet of salvation. Let it guard your mind. 
Let it guard your thinking. Let it guard your head that I know the salvation that I have is in God. I know my Savior is Him. And so that's wrapping my mind all the time. It's protecting my head, protecting the way that I think. This salvation that I have. I know the enemy will say, you're not saved. You don't have nothing. And so you can't fight. What God did for you is not real. All you did was get wet when you went in the baptistry. You didn't really talk in tongues. You didn't really have an altar experience. I'm telling you, put on the helmet of salvation and you can say, I've been born of water and I've been born of spirit. I've been washed in the blood of Jesus and filled with the Holy Ghost. So I know the salvation that I have and I know that I have received power now that the Holy Ghost has come upon me. So it protects my mind from those lies. Woo! Oh, sorry. I said I wasn't getting crazy. Here I go. But I'm thankful for that salvation. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. It's that two-mouthed sword. It's that two-mouthed sword. Pastor talked about it today. The Bible calls it a, a two-edged sword. Well, if you look at that and study that, it, what, it, what it's saying is a two-mouthed sword. And so it's saying God spoke it first, but then I speak it again. So it's got two mouths. It's a double-edged sword. God spoke it into me, and now I speak it to the enemy. I speak it to my situation. You need the Word of God that is sharper than any two-edged. Come on. You need the Word of God that is the sword of the Spirit because you can go in with this protection, but I'm not taking my helmet off to hit somebody with it. I'm not taking my breastplate off to try and smack the enemy with it. My armor protects me. That's all defensive. But then that last thing, it says, here's how you get on the offense. Take the sword of the Spirit. And why don't you swing that sword at every lie coming against you? Swing that sword when the enemy says, no, nah, you're an addict and you'll always be. No, you're a sinner and you're lost and you'll always be. This is how it's always going to be. It's how it's always been. Hey, the enemy says, you're not going to make it through this. <laughs> Say, my God shall supply every need according to his I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. I am persuaded that nothing shall be able to separate me. You ought to cut through those lies. I'm above only and not beneath the head and not the tail. Why don't you just stay down? You've went down so many times. Why don't you just lie on your face and give up and die? Like Job's wife said, why don't you just curse God and die? Uh, no, I'm picking up my sword. Rejoice not against me, oh my enemy. Because when I fall, I shall arise. He whom the sun sets free is free indeed. I am not an addict. I am not that person I used to be. I am going to make it through this. God is a healer. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's Jehovah Nisi. He's Jehovah Elia. Oh! I've got the sword of the Spirit, and I'm going to, I'm coming against every lie that the enemy's telling me. I'm a child of God. Oh, I wish we could just clap our hands one more time and give God some glory. Musicians can come. 
but I want us to just give God some praise for a minute. I didn't know how this was going to end, but right now I feel to just give God some praise. Oh, somebody needs to pick up your armor right now. You need to put on that helmet of salvation. Put on that breastplate of righteousness. Oh, you feel beat up, but you ain't had your armor on. Put your armor on and pick up that sword and start speaking out the word of God. Oh, in the name of Jesus, I speak against every lie of the enemy. I'm telling, I'm telling a church that's in transition. I'm telling a people that's going into that, that next place that God's trying to take you. And, and already, that you, you've been confused because you, you've been thinking, God is doing this in my life. God put this in me to do. He confirmed it. I, God has been leading me and guiding me and, and directing me. But now all of a sudden I feel, I, I feel lower than ever. I feel like I've taken 10 steps back. I feel like, the, like it's, there's just this attack on me. I feel things that I used to deal with trying to creep back up on me. I'm telling you, I'm speaking against the lies of the enemy. When you went down in that water, that old person stayed there. That old person stayed there. Put that shovel down. Leave that grave. You ain't even got to take it flowers. Just leave it in the ground. That's not who you are anymore. So I'm telling somebody that's battling guilt. I'm telling somebody that's battling shame that you are a new creature in Christ. I'm telling somebody that's worrying about uh, hey, all of a sudden you've, you've had all this chaos in your life. I'm telling you, peace be still. You ought to speak that peace be still. I've got the, my feet are shod with the gospel of peace. I'm just trying to help a church today that God is, is, is taking you into a new chapter and taking us into to the place that he wants us to be. But the enemy has tried to lie and say, no, 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 no. You're not passing through that door. You're not going to get through the other side of that door alive. I'm telling you, yes, you will. He that has begun a good work in you will perform it. That's what it says. He said, I know the plans that I have. I know the plan, the, the thoughts that I think towards you. And so I'm just speaking against the lie of the enemy. And I believe today. I believe today. That we're going to walk through a threshold. I believe you are going to walk through a threshold. And the Lord is going to close the door behind you. It's, it's going to be just like the Israelites when they passed through the Red Sea and the Lord closed the water behind them. He said, you're not going back to Egypt and the thing that's been chasing you is dead in the water. Now go towards the promise. I believe somebody is going to walk into that new place today and you're going to, be, you're going to walk out of here saying, I really am walking in newness of life. I've got on the whole armor of God, and I am a new creature in Christ. I am more than a conqueror. I am a child of 